The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Yeah. So please, um, that's a lot of information. All women in the house, the best thing is just for you to register and you'll get all the details and the relevant information you need. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer as we begin this morning. Father, we thank you for miracles. Miracles in our lives. Miracles in our midst as a church. Miracles in the different aspects of our day-to-day endeavors. Miracles in our nation. Miracles in our world. Thank you because you are a wonder-working God. You are a miraculous God. And we ask that you send your word with power to us this morning to equip and enable anyone and everyone to receive and experience and enjoy the diverse miracles we need in our very lives. And over us as a church family, we give you the praise, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody shouted a louder amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to welcome everyone to service this morning. And um, just to put it out there again, we've tweaked the time. We tested this for the last couple of Sundays and we saw that it could work and worked very well. So we are starting the first service by 7.30. And I want to appreciate those of you that made it in early again. Please put your hands together for yourself, those of you on site. And if you're watching online, thank you for joining us. Glory be to God. We are kicking off a new series this morning. We'll run it um, till the end of the month, but I believe it's a word for us for this season as we come to the middle of 2021. Somebody declare with us this morning, I have miracles everywhere. Say it again, I have miracles everywhere. In every aspect of my life, The miracles of God, the wonder-working power of God, the blessings of God, and the favor of God is bringing all manner of miracles into manifestation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Begin to think miracles in this season. And I, I want to believe that's not a strange word to everyone listening to me. Um, another word we use or another way we describe miracles is divine interventions. Um, There are set patterns to how life works, things that will normally happen. But every now and then, we need God to step in because if things just continue to happen the way it is happening, we're going to be in a lot of trouble particularly in the times and the seasons we live in. Hallelujah. The world is getting darker and darker. All you need to do is to listen to the news. Apart from the global pandemic that is still causing problems in so many other parts of the world, thank God we are not even feeling too much of an impact in Nigeria, and we continue to praise God and believe God that it will keep getting better for us concerning COVID-19 in this nation in the name of Jesus. But we can't be blind to the fact that we are in the last days. We are in dark days. We are in difficult times. On one level, 
you can't afford to live life just on the platform or on the plane of being natural. It's too dangerous. You've got to learn to live supernaturally above the natural. If you live your life to just run on things that happen naturally, natural occurrence and things like that, the trend is negative. It is dark. It is difficult. And it's not going to get any better. So everyone, as we've always thought in this church, you've got to learn to live above the natural. If you are going to have any peace, if you are going to have any joy, if you are going to be able to enjoy your life, or else life will be a struggle. And I don't think I need to preach that extensively to anybody. But even supernatural itself alone is not enough. It's not enough. It's getting so dark and difficult in the world right now that from time to time, and I believe more often than not, God has to step in on our behalf. Praise God. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody this morning. There are marriages that God has to step in or else. There are people's financial situations that God has to step in. If it's just a matter of, oh, I have a job, or I'm running a business, I get a salary, and my customers come alone. If that's all you're going to run with, there's going to be a problem. God has to step in. And that's what we are talking about when we say miracles. Things we can't explain. The only explanation is that it is God. It is God. Because it can't be a function of what I did or what I didn't do. It's just God. And that ties a lot into what we are studying this month, the subject of favor. We're dealing with that a lot in the midweek service. This is our month of favor. So I want to announce to everyone under the sound of my voice this morning, you are a candidate for miracles. Hallelujah. But God told me to announce that you are a candidate for miracles. I said something very powerful last Wednesday. The problems you see in your life, they are opportunities in disguise. Praise God. You've got to learn to develop that perspective to life. The financial difficulties, the health challenges, they are opportunities. Not just for favor, like I said on Wednesday, there are also opportunities for miracles. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And this is what I see in my spirit. For everyone listening to me this morning, I see miracles everywhere. I see miracles everywhere. In fact, what God is training me and like I'm sharing with you is when I see challenges, I see miracles. I see miracles in people's marriages, miracles in people's finances, miracles in people's businesses, miracles in people's careers. I see miracles all over this church. There are miracles everywhere. Glory be to God. And I'm going to give you a simple equation this morning, equation for miracles. This is it. And you need to program this into your mind, program this into your spirit, and receive it for, your, for yourself. This is the miracle for miracles. God loves me times, and we are doing this exponentially. God favors me times. God blesses me. Hallelujah. That's my equation for miracles. Equals miracles. 
God loves me. This is why I'm expecting a miracle this week. But not just that, multiplied by exponential, because it's miracles everywhere. While I'm still trying to celebrate one, another one has showed up. On top of God loving me, or out of the fact that God loves me, God's favor is flowing towards me. We said God's favor is God's excessive goodness and kindness. God's preferential treatment to somebody. Where like Joseph, 11 brothers, the same covenant. But God now picks you out and makes your own case different. Where and when you see that happening for someone, that's the favor of God in operation. And it's available for every one of his children. Somebody shout a loud amen. So out of the love God has for me, his favor flows towards me. And out of the fact that God favors me, God blesses me. Hallelujah. That is the equation for miracles. It is an exponential compounded equation. No matter what the devil is trying to do or what the world is trying to do or the kind of darkness or pit the world falls into because of God's love times God's favor times God's blessing upon my life, I can expect miracles everywhere. This has to be the way you think. Particularly in times like this. This has to be what drives the way you live. This must inform your feelings and your perspective to life issues. Now watch this formula very well. It does not say that you will not have challenges. I think it's a problem um, a lot of people have. That because God loves me, then why, why, why am I going through challenges? No, that's not what God is saying. God is not saying because I love you there will be no challenges. God's love is constant. Glory be to God. Challenges or no challenges. And what you must learn to do is when challenges come, when problems come, you double down on this formula or this equation. God loves me in spite of my challenges. Though I'm walking through this valley of shadow of death, God still loves me. Though it doesn't look as if anybody's smiling at me and it doesn't look as if things are going well, God still favors me. Notice it's in present continuous. He loved me last minute, he's loving me this minute, he's going to love me the next minute. He loved me yesterday, he's loving me today, he's going to love me tomorrow. Constant, like the air that I breathe. It has nothing to do with what I've done or what I've not done. The equation for miracles. And once you've programmed this into your mind, programmed this into your heart, and you learn to live your life like this, you can get up every blessed day of your life, every week, every month, every season, expecting a miracle. Let me hear somebody shout, I'm expecting a miracle. You still don't know how to shout yet. Say, I'm expecting a miracle. Today, I'm expecting a miracle. In this service, I'm expecting a miracle. This week, I'm expecting a miracle. This month, I'm expecting a miracle. This season of my life, I'm expecting a miracle. Why? God loves me. God favors me. And God blesses me. He's doing it right now. Present continuous. Glory be to God. He's doing it faster than I can ever catch up to it. Deuteronomy 33, 24 again. I just want you to focus on 24. This is where you find it. We quoted it last week. We quoted it about two weeks ago. And of Tunde, he said, 
Tunde is most blessed. Somebody shout, God blesses me. Most blessed of God's sons and God's daughters. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Hallelujah. When it looks as if everybody is going broke, me, I'm dipping my foot in oil. Is somebody in that category with me? So last Sunday we said you are blessed and you are favored. I've tweaked it a bit now. This is your confession this season. I am highly favored. And I am most blessed. Oh, hallelujah. You need to learn to go about and say I'm the most blessed person in this room. I'm the most blessed person in this church. It's there. On the Tuesday, he said, let him be the most blessed in King's word. Most blessed. Hallelujah. That's the equation for miracles. Because God loves me, the love that he demonstrated on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. Out of that love flows his unending favor. Out of that favor flows his blessings. I can now declare, I am most blessed. You can't be more blessed than the blessing that God can give now. So if my own blessing is coming from God, it can't be more than my own. Hallelujah. You've got to learn to say that about yourself. Think that about yourself. Particularly when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Let me hear you shout it the loudest you can. I'm most blessed. blessed. I am highly favored. favored. Declare it like you understand what you're saying. I'm highly favored. favored. And I'm most blessed. I am the most blessed person on the face of the earth. You, you, you take yourself there with your confession. I am the world number one pastor. It has nothing to do with manifestations. It, it's only regulated by number one, God's love, God's favor, and God's blessings. And those things are constant. But I need to think that way. Hallelujah. I need to talk that way. I need to act and respond. Man, a calamity came. Your response is, I am the most blessed. We are not saying you will not have challenges, sir. These things we are saying, has, there's nothing about whether you have challenges or not. This is constant. It's like the air you breathe. Whether earthquake happens or earthquake doesn't happen, there will still be air. It's a constant. Every individual must learn to appropriate it for himself and herself. The equation for miracles. Hallelujah. And that brings me to our text this morning. Mark chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. There are five things I want you to pick out from that story about that paralytic man. Number one, you see this in verse 1, Jesus was in the house. Jesus was in the house. You can say it this way. Jesus was in their life. Jesus was in the marriage. Jesus was in the business. Jesus is in the career. Jesus is in the church. When you have Jesus in the house, you can experience miracles. He is the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Those guys, the paralytic guy and his four friends, Jesus is in the house. Let's get there. 
They said, if we can bring him to Jesus' presence, you will not be paralyzed anymore. We will receive the miracle we want. Jesus is in the house. That's what you need for miracles. Bring Jesus into your life. If he is not yet in your life, if you are not yet born again, get born again. And get serious about your salvation. If you want miracles, so, and I'm telling you, you need miracles. The current president told us he was going to change the nation. And he, indeed, he changed the nation. Someone was asking me, oh, what's the exchange rate? When the current president took over, it was 180, if I remember correctly. Was it 180 or 280? And we were complaining. They were mocking the previous president. It is now like 480. And I'm sure the next guy coming, we also say he's going to change the nation. I can guarantee you, even if that exchange rate improves, which we are praying God for, the world thinks are still going to get darker. Sir, you need miracles. Which salary or which income naturally are they going to pay you to catch up with the rate of inflation that is going on in the world? Except Jesus comes into your finances and gives you not just supernatural law, multiplied returns on your income. Everybody has gone poorer in this nation if you don't have supernatural working for you. Because before the guy came in, exchange rate was 280 or 180. I'm not even sure the figures. It's now 500. And there's no sign that it's going to get better. How are we going to make it? Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the finances with me. That's the first thing you should see in that story. Verse 1. Praise God. Number two thing I want you to see is this. The Bible said he was preaching and teaching his word to them. So receive his word as it is being preached and as it's being taught. There were many people in that house. So in fact, the Bible said the Pharisees and the rulers were there, sitting down there. But they were not receiving the word that was being preached. Very, very important. I've said this to us in this church. And it bears repeating. I wish the members of this church would just do what I teach them. I wish. And as I'm getting older, I'm not even spending, I'm, I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not spending too much energy anymore. Because we are talking about what we have handled, what we have tasted, what we are living. If only you just do what we are teaching, what Jesus is teaching. He was teaching. That's what those guys came for. They had heard the message of Jesus. He can heal the sick. And we must get there. That place that is teaching the word, that place that is preaching, we must get there. Learn to receive the word that is taught. Like I'm declaring now, there are miracles everywhere in your life. Somebody needs to receive that word. You are here, you are in the house. Don't be like those Pharisees, oh. Look at the third point I want to show you. You won't see it in Mark's account. Luke's account points it out very carefully. Look at Luke 5.17. Before we talk about the third point. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. Matthew said he was preaching the word. Luke said he was teaching. It's the same thing we are talking about. Preaching and teaching. To preach means to declare. To teach means to expatiate and explain. Like what I've told you now. The formula for miracles. God loves me. God favors me. That, that's a teaching. 
You, you take that teaching and you step into this week with that teaching, that revelation, that understanding. I will tell you how it came. As I was praying, God, first of all, as I was praying, the message came. Declare that there are miracles everywhere. Okay, God, how, how, what are you going to tell them? Tell them about the formula. You didn't call it formula, equation. And I knew what I was referring to. Back in the day, we used to call it atmosphere for miracles. It's the same thing we're talking about. You can regulate the atmosphere around your life. Because you are like a thermostat. The same way these air conditioners are regulating the atmosphere in this room. And there's a program inside them that is making them regulate the atmosphere. We turn off these ACs, this room will be hot. Just like people are having heat in their finances, heat in their marriages, heat in their careers, because there's no air conditioner. But once you have the equation, even if there's heat everywhere, you can regulate your own life. Jesus loves me. Jesus favors me. Hallelujah. And Jesus blesses. You, you, you live that way, you will see miracles. So he was teaching, and then there were Pharisees and teachers of the Lord. There were even teachers sitting there who had come. They came from every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Some of them traveled from a long way. Like some of us may have come from a far distance to come to service this morning. But it's not enough to sit in the house that Jesus is in. You must receive what he's preaching. Look at the third powerful thing I want you to see. It's in the latter part of that verse 17. Luke 5, 17. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. If Jesus is there, and particularly if you receive his word... And his teaching, the power is always present to heal and to work miracles. Somebody say always. If Jesus is in your life, oh, I talked to you a lot about the power of God last month. Oh, I wish people would walk in those things I shared. The power is always present. To work miracles in your finances, the power is always present. To heal your sick body, the power, if Jesus is there, the power is always present. But not everybody sees it, except four crazy friends, four, four men and their, and, their, and their paralytic friend. They knew the power was there. Every other person was just sitting and watching. Huh? In fact, I will show you something at the end. Let me quickly move because of time. So number one, Jesus in my house, that I, I can expect a miracle. Number two, when I receive his word as it is preached and as it is taught, when the pastor comes and says, Thus said the Lord, there are miracles everywhere. I receive that. And I walk in what he teaches. You are positioning yourself to experience miracles. Number three, I'm expecting. Hallelujah. Because I understand the power of God is. If Jesus is here, his power is here. His power is here. Glory be to God. Number four, and I need to begin to round up now. When Jesus saw their faith, that's what they told us in verse five. The power was there, but nothing happened until Jesus saw their faith. Hallelujah. So understand this as well this morning. The key to miracles is faith or believing. 
The key to miracles is faith or believe in Galatians chapter 3 from verse 5. Therefore, he, talking about God, who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Somebody declare this morning, God is working miracles amongst us. Let me hear you say, God is working miracles in my life. Paul now asks this question, does he do it by the works of the law? No. It's not by the works of the law, it's by the hearing of faith. When he saw their faith. The power that was always present that nobody was taking advantage of. When he saw their faith, he made, it worked for him. Look at what verse 6 says in Galatians 5. Just as Abraham, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, believe him. It's when Abraham started believing what God told him that things started changing in his life. Verse 7, therefore... Just as Abraham believed God, you too should know, 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 know that only those who are faith are the sons of Abraham. In other words, when you start believing, please watch this very carefully. I love something Dr. K has always taught us in this ministry. Your faith is to receive. So if your faith is not engaged, you can't receive the miracles that are abounding. The miracle to heal that paralyzed man was there. But it was when they demonstrated faith. One of my mentoring classes, this is what I'm teaching them to do. Demonstrate your faith. Set goals and take steps of faith. Because some things will happen until Jesus sees your faith. Not that the miracle is not there. Not that he doesn't want you to have it. But you are not demonstrating faith, sir. Hallelujah. So let me tell you this. Demonstrate your faith in God. Like never before this season. Look at what they told us those men did. They came to the meeting. Praise God. When they got there, there was no room. They could have gone back home. The Bible said they climbed the roof, demonstrating faith. Remove the roof, demonstrating faith. Lower Jesus into the presence of the, or lower the, the friends of Jesus, demonstrating faith. Demonstrate your faith. And what am I talking about? Before someone starts thinking, I'm giving them a lot of work. Demonstrate your faith in believing that God loves you. Buy into my equation for miracles. Start with that one. Get up after you leave this service. In fact, while you are hearing me now, get convinced that God loves you. Put your faith in that. Get convinced that God favors you. You run through a difficult challenge, God favors me. God blesses me. And my faith is in that. When Jesus saw their faith. And lastly, this morning... Glory, glory be to God. So let me show you something before I go to the last point. Look at Mark chapter 2, Mark's account. And I love it when the Bible does this. It's called juxtapositioning, comparing something to another thing. So the Bible showed us the faith of the paralytic man and his four friends compared to the Pharisees and the scribes and teachers of the law. So while they were climbing the roof, demonstrating faith, opening the roof, demonstrating faith, lowering their friend into the presence of Jesus, demonstrating faith, look at what the, the other people were doing. Mark 2, 6. Some of the scribes were sitting there, 
sitting there. And reasoning in their hearts. Reasoning. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can for, for, forgive God? Who can forgive sins but God? So the presence of Jesus is not a place to just for you to come and sit down. Let me be more practical. This church is not just come and sit down and be wondering why is this like that? Why are they saying that? Why? No, demonstrate your faith, sir. Praise God. Your faith in that God loves me. Your faith in that God favors me. Your faith in that God blesses me. Don't just sit down. Complaining about this, complaining about that, grumbling about this, grumbling about that. Why is it like that? No, demonstrate your faith. That's what will help you receive the miracles you want. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And this is the final key I want to give us this morning as we begin to close. When Jesus saw their faith, Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Hallelujah. That's an amazing statement. Your sins are forgiven you. I declare that over somebody this morning. Your sins are forgiven you. Your past mistakes have been forgiven. Your errors have been forgiven. That you missed it last month, last week, yesterday, even this morning, last year, it is forgiven you. One thing that will paralyze the power of the miraculous in your life is guilt and condemnation. If you go about worrying and being condemned about errors of your past, rather than going about with a mindset that is applying the equation for miracles, God loves me, God favors me, and God blesses me. Instead of you going around with that mindset, I go about hey, that mistake I made when I was in university, that error I committed two weeks ago. Understand that your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you by the power of the blood of Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said in John 20 as we wrap up this morning. So Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. John 20 from verse 21. As the Father has sent me, he was speaking to us believers, the disciples specifically, but all of us believers. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And this is it. Look at verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, you, or if you proclaim to anybody that their sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you did. I killed somebody. It is forgiven. I committed abortion. It is forgiven. I stole money. It is forgiven. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Hallelujah. Come on, rise up on your feet this morning. Lift those hands to heaven and begin to bless God right where you are. Somebody declare, my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. I will no longer live under guilt and condemnation and shame. I, I'm expecting a miracle this week. Oh. I am expecting a miracle this week. My sins are forgiven. 
Come on, open your mouth and pray and bless God. My sins are forgiven. That mistake I made five years ago that has been making me feel bad about my future, it is forgiven. I don't have to be under that guilt and that burden any longer. I want to pray for some people this morning. God told me that what is holding you back is because you are living under guilt. And I bring that word to you this morning. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Your past mistakes are forgiven. Your errors are forgiven. Come on, begin to bless God. Begin to bless God. Let's pray from Joel chapter 2 this morning. Please, projection, put it up for us. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you. Restoration is coming for somebody this morning. Don't just sit and look. Open your mouth and pray. Demonstrate your faith. Your sins are forgiven. God is bringing restoration. God is bringing restoration to you. Shanta, pray from that text. Pray from that text. God said, I will restore the years. I will restore to you everything that COVID-19 has taken away from you. Everything this global pandemic and this nation and the darkness and the difficulty around you has taken away. I will restore it to you. I'll restore it to you. Your sins are forgiven. Psalm 102, verse 13. We're going to pray it again. God will arise and have mercy on Zion for the set time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Today is your day for a miracle. Today is your day for favor. Today is your day for a blessing. This is the week where you will get that employment letter. This is the day where someone is going to remember you for good. Why? God will arise and have mercy on you and show you favor. Your sin are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You can rise up from that thing that has paralyzed you. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to lie there anymore. Your sins are forgiven today. Come on, begin to pray these things and appropriate them over your life. And if you are here this morning, you are that person that God showed me that you are weighed down by guilt and unforgiveness you are burdened by shame because of something that you did in the past and the devil has been taunting you that ah, because of this you will never marry because of this you will never have children because of this you will never break through financially i'm telling you your sins are forgiven if you're that person under that burden this morning quickly i have just a couple of minutes left come and meet me at the altar right now i don't want everyone to come out exactly some of you can pray where you are but if you need me to pray and agree with you I have just a couple of minutes. Your sins are forgiven you. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Today is your day of favor. If you are coming out, quickly come out. We don't have too much time. Today is your day of favor. You are living under guilt. You are living under condemnation. You are living under shame. You can't get up boldly and confidently declare, I am expecting miracles today. God is showing me favor today. Oh, Shanta Yala Blaka. Come, come, come. I'm going to wait for just one more minute. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Eke Yala Pasata Yala Brokoto. Engata Yala Pasata Yala Basa. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Shatayana Masata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Favor everywhere. Miracles everywhere. Blessings everywhere. No more guilt. No more condemnation. No more shame. No more being held back by our past. No 
more being paralyzed because of failures of yesterday. Oh, Shana Masataya Lapasa. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, Shanda Bosotopaya Lapaka. It's our set time of favor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. So go out this week believing a miracle is coming to me. From today. Praise God. As I leave this service, a miracle is coming to me. And not just that. I myself am a miracle being unraveled. We're going to get into that in the second service. I'm, I'm, a, miracle, I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. I'm a walking, talking, living, breathing, moving miracle. Are, are you coming? Okay, someone should help him. Please quickly come. Anyone coming for prayer? I'm a walking, talking, living, breathing, moving miracle. Oh, yala tapa yala basa. Your sins are forgiven. Oh, yataya labraka. Don't let anything in your past hold you back any longer. Oh, thank you, Lord. God loves you. God favors you. God blesses you. And I release that fresh oil upon you today. In the name of Jesus. I'm expecting a miracle. I mean, I'm walking in the equation. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise if you believe that for yourself this morning. Give him praise. Give him praise. Take a minute, give him praise, give him praise. We bless you, Father. Those of you streaming online, give him praise. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Please, let's have our seats. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, of Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.